The Bulls are back, ladies and gentlemen. Stocks are soaring higher today. Dow was up 1.3%, marking the fourth straight positive week. We haven't seen something like this since October of last year. Hi, everyone, and welcome to BHS Live. I'm Todd Schoenberger, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host out in Scottsdale, Arizona, Tobin Smith. And Toby, hola, I, hola, I gotta say, there you go, because I gotta tell you, we had a hell of a week in the markets. We had a lot of good news inflation data was good we had um obviously producer prices were, were down um more than expected even import prices that came out today were, were less than expected and then you have to take a look at that michigan survey things are looking up i gotta tell you this was a big week big week for the white house big week for wall street yeah. is it going to continue though toby let's say you well you know i've been uh, talking about this magic number the 50 percent replacement on the, on the spider on the S, uh, s&p 500 which was 42 231. And if it broke that and it kept that and it did it on higher than average volume, that tells us two things. First off, you know, everybody has an opinion, right, Todd? The only thing that really counts is what the market's opinion is. And the, the market's opinion is that, well, two things. That, that because of the rate of change of the rate of change of, of these uh, inflation numbers, they didn't, I mean, frankly, I, I could have made a great case at only going down three-tenths of 1% from yeah. 9.1, you know, how is that going to be a big whoop? What was important was, is that all the economists who get paid to basically be wrong uh, mm-hmm. were using 8.8 as the inflation rate. So when it came in at 8.6, yeah. then all those little computer algorithms, you know, had a little algorithm that said, if, if better than expected. Buy, 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 right? So, right. As soon as we got those numbers, it came out. Bigger picture, I, 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 I mean, again, I just follow the rules that I've done for uh, a few years. Um, which, number one is, is that it's a bear market until it's not. Um, and so these moves that we, some of the moves we've had before, you know, failed. They got to resistance, they came back. They failed. They got, well, this time they didn't fail and they didn't fall back. And, um, and at the same time, if you look at B of A's uh, research on bearishness, we're at absolutely absolute bearishness. You can't get any lower than zero on their bearish right. scale, and it's right. zero. So now that sets up a whole a whole bunch of, you know, of, of issues related to managing money. Trust me, this is how it works. We happen to be seriously above the market this year, so I'm not worried. But if I was behind the market, like 99.9% of hedge funds are, yeah, they got, they got five months to try to keep, you know, keep the money and not have to give it back. So right. they're going to go in. And then, you know, obviously, I will get into this, but we... You know, we went from three and a half weeks ago, there was going to be no renewable plan. There was going to be no inflation plan. There was going to be right. nothing was going to happen, right? Um, right? Other than we're going to pitch and moan about how the fact that our Wonder Bread uh, uh, size is now this. It's, it's a cost more, but it's right. only half a loaf, right? Um, <laughs> what a, I mean, what a dramatic, dramatic change. So, you know, market has said that there's going to be a pivot that the rate of change of, of inflation, even the embedded uh, real estate stuff is are, are going down. And that's good enough, Todd. That's what's, what was so weird to me. I, I yeah, uh, you know, uh, the wage yeah. increases are, are driving inflation and they're not going south. Rents aren't going south. Home prices are going south. That's another segment. But um, it was good enough, Todd, I guess. That's my right, answer. right. Well, off the mid-June lows that we saw in the markets, Right now, the Dow is up 15.5%. You had the NASDAQ up almost 22% yeah. from that time. That's incredible. So you are, you're saying fair market. I got to say, good times are rolling right now. And people do. No, I said, still I said end of bear market. Right, end of bear market. 
Get the wax okay. out of your <laughs> End of bear market. Over, yeah. over 42.31 is holding. Yeah. We'll get some pullbacks, clearly, you know, on, on just in, uh, exogenous bad news. But right. unless there's just something, another black swan out there going to smash us, smash the world. Um, what we're saying is, is that the path of the Fed reduction, um, excuse me, the Fed <laughs> uh, money reduction rate increases yeah. is, is being absorbed. They work with a 90 to 120 day lag. If you look forward and think, you know, that they're actually going to start taking some, have some teeth there. Um, now, all of a sudden, the, the Fed funds futures rate is saying 50 basis points in September, not 75. It was at like 98 point percent that it was going to yeah. be 75 basis points. So all of that. So call it a relief rally. Call it the end of the world. It's not happening. Um, but the right stuff is going up. Um, yeah. Now. Now we had we had the art fund, which I you know we were short and we got killed the first week when it came back. So it's up like fifty yeah. percent. Um, so I should have bet on art because because you know where that, that money's come from. It's not coming from institutions. It's come from retail investors, and retail investors you know still have the most money. Uh, yeah. And when you when you pump you know almost uh, thirty four billion dollars worth of new cash into ARKK, yeah. and they go and buy stuff, they're going to be you know they're going to be the the marginal buyer, which is the person who's price insensitive. So you know I mean all that is good thing uh, now, but 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 valuation still matters. So okay, valuation yeah. does matter. It's just that on many of these things, um, we're seeing you know great value. I, some of the stuff we've talked about, for instance, in the in the energy shipping, these guys are paying out like twenty five percent dividends in that they're at a two PE. Okay, right. please, sir, right. give me some yeah. more. I like right, that. Right. Um, <laughs> you know. well, that. And you're right. I mean, we, we continue to see this. We see the valuations going up and, and obviously costs are going to continue to keep rising, like you said. And then yeah. you have to wonder when is that elasticity? Where, how far can can the consumer, the American consumer go before they actually break? And we keep hearing about these warning signs, but it's funny. Once gas prices started coming down, wow, that really changed the temperature. And not the not to mention the fact we're hearing a lot of, of surveys coming out now that COVID is definitely a thing of the past. Uh, the geopolitical issues in Ukraine right now—they're they're a front page story, but it's in the bottom of the you know yeah. beyond the bottom of the fold right now. So because of that, that that's really going to be the one that I think is going to be the one key thing that could turn everything around. But we were also hearing the one key thing week, what? what what well with thing? well geo, geopolitical issues. If you have a massive geopolitical um uh, something happens, maybe China starts <laughs> going into Taiwan, some some other some war that that's going to take that i think that really unravels any sense of the recovery well, that, here in the united the, states that's the black swan okay that's the yeah. outlier thing that you know nobody can predict but that's right anytime todd i mean you know if, if, True. if it was it was china going into to taiwan instead of russia going into ukraine the market would have had a you know a conniption fit anyway right probably right. a bigger conniption fit <laughs> given everything yeah. at stake. but but then again you know I, i've been so negative since I don't know February. I'm very happy to take the take the medicine, and yeah. right now the, the, the medicine is th- 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 three trillion dollars of cash <laughs> money over the next three four years. Both the United yeah. States, and Canada, EU, um, right. in in renewables, in liquefied natural gas, in semiconductors. Actually, I mean we've been semiconductors has been a massive disappointment all the way through the year, and then all yeah. of a sudden. Now we got prices down. Now, now we're and what we're doing is buying the suppliers. I'll get into that in a second. But 
this the suppliers, the people who sell you this stuff to make a semiconductor, yeah, th- 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 they're doing fine. So anyway, you know, there's a there's a lot to be cheery about. Tom. Well, well, let's talk about that a little bit because you did coin the phrase uh, Rexit, and you know, and then you also have, I'm sure you have some picks for this uh, this so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which I. Yeah. I got to say, it's the fastest uh, piece of legislation that's ever gone through Washington. It's actually, um, been, I mean, look, it's come true. I mean, we got inflation readings that were down. Who, you know, who <laughs> knew that they could move so fast? So that's great. <laughs> yeah. But, but jokingly aside, what do you think? What stocks are going to be best served because of that? Also, the chips bill. I mean, I, there's so many stocks right now and so many investments that we can really start digging into yeah. right? because of what's well, coming out of Washington. I, I, yeah, I'm putting it into sort of three buckets. Okay. okay. The first, the first bucket is what I've come to call Rexit, which is the Russia yeah. exit, uh, or the rapid exit from Russia is really what it was. And okay. uh, and and Europe's not going back in that. Uh, the rest of the world's not going back in that. So that you know, in my world, I'm about S curves, secular rapid transformation of supply demand, and we've had a rapid, rapid change in supply demand for anything out of, out of Russia. I mean, for instance, look at coal. They, they ship about 90% of their coal goes to, to Europe. And that's, it's it's not only, it's not unsanctioned yet, but it's going to be sanctioned. Also, their rivers are so low that they can't ship the coal up from Russia for crying out loud. So we have, we own a company called Peabody Energy, BTU is the ticker symbol. Um, they have more coal than, than you know, uh, anybody. And they're shipping it out of Australia, they're shipping out of Singapore, they're shipping out of the United States. Um, pays a dividend, is rapid, you know, way undervalued relative to energy space. Selling for 24 bucks now. You know, I, I think it's a $35 stock by, you know, next year simply because natural gas, coal is priced off of natural gas. In, yeah. In, in, in Europe, our, our, you know, let's call it $9 a million BTU. Yeah. In Europe, it's $35 an MBTU, okay. which is the equivalent of $360 oil. That's reality. Yeah. So I that's know you're incredible. Excited. That's incredible. No, that's incredible. So, so the, I'm following you. Everybody's trying to, you know, get around that. And you, you get around right. with coal, but are also, they're burning oil again uh, in, in the power um, okay. plant because. They don't got nothing else. And, and, you know, power is sort of important. Um, so that Brexit play starts with electrified natural gas. We've talked about ticker yeah. symbol FLNG, which is the largest exporter. Uh, okay. I'm looking, looking at my list here. Uh, we love uh, uh, another one, which is called GOGL, which is, uh, again, a uh, company that owns multiple different LNG. Play. All of their stuff is sold out. Their, uh, their revenue is locked for the next 18 months. And every six months, their rates go up automatically. I like that business. Um, remember, we had the Freeport McMoran LNG plant, the largest one in the United States down in Texas, closed down. Yep. 17% of the natural gas LNG goes to that facility. It's now reopening in October at full bore, which means we're okay. going to be taking natural gas reserves down, prices uh, prices up. And, and I like, uh, for, for the traders out there, I like the uh, the double the LNG price ETF. It's called um, Boil. I'm sorry, uh, capital Boil. B-O-L, Boil, 
what we do is we buy uh, short-term call options when you know it looks like natural gas prices are going up, which which they did for the last five days. We close it. Right. You know, since we bought an option for eighty-five cents, uh, then on a thousand shares of Boyle, and Boyle goes up twenty-five percent. The yeah. option went up three hundred and twenty-five percent four days. You know, right. that's better than working, Todd. Okay. Yeah, no so, doubt about that. Yeah. So the 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 LNG. We'll get into other spaces, but just think about everything that Russia is. Or everything, everything that people are boycotting, countries are boycotting from Russia, it's got to be replaced, and it's got to okay. be transported, uh, and that makes for tighter, um, just tighter energy prices, etc. And you know, guess what? They also ship a lot of diesel fuel. You know, they have those refineries there. Well, yeah, they, yeah. Now, if you can't get it from them, the the product guys, TNK, um, these are the uh, AS, ASC. I'm sorry. These are the guys who ship diesel and petroleum and jet fuel. And okay. for instance, they used to go like 3,000 kilometers. They'd go from Rotterdam, you know, Russia to Rotterdam and get around. Now, those same tankers are going from United States to Asia, or they're going yeah. from, you know, uh, Buenos Aires to Asia. So yeah. instead of 3,000, three these are six or 2,000, these are six, 7,000 kilometers. So it's 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 the supply and demand S curve again. Gotcha. The price is going up for the for the free available tankers, yeah. Because there's more tankers that are spending 36 days as opposed to 12 days traveling. There's no tankers. Right. You know, if, if they're not already leased, the spot market, the prices are going up. Wonderful way to make some serious coin and get you know get paid. The the uh, so you just you know let your imagination run a little bit. Right. Uh, right. You know, Vodka prices have not come down, but we have Tito's, Scott. <laughs> there you go. I like that a lot. I like that. Well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we, we will have uh, these ticker symbols out. All of Toby's picks are always good. Um, and we'll have those out for everybody to actually research. So coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about one industry, one sector that I love to talk about, and that's retail. You have some you have retail sales numbers coming out next week. We also have uh, big earnings coming out from all the big box retailers. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about exercise equipment. It looks like there's a company that's going to be downsizing. Actually, we got breaking news once we went into the show that there's a second company that just announced that they're going to be downsizing. And we'll get into that after the break. Please stay with us. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show.
Welcome back to BHS Live, ladies and gentlemen. We do appreciate you listening to us on the Evergreen Podcast Network. And uh, if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast channel, um, as well as watching us uh, through uh, through the Big Wig Media Studio lineup, we, are, we really appreciate you being with us today. And why wouldn't you be? Because we had a huge day in the markets. We had the Dow up 1.3%. You had overall averages. They were up for the mm-hmm. fourth straight week. We have something we haven't seen since almost a year ago. So this is great news, and uh, and things continue to to prosper. And I don't know; I just see the good times rolling, just for a little while at least. So that that's it's a new bull it. market. Uh, it's new a new bull market. What a way uh, to close out summer! I love it. It's yeah. always good to close out on on an optimistic note. So let's talk about retail sales. So the big thing coming up next week, um, you have retail sales numbers coming out. Uh, for the month of July, um, a feel on not just you know really how the consumer is spending. It is backwards looking, but more importantly, we're going to get earnings reports out of Walmart, Target, Home Depot is coming out with earnings. TJ Maxx. We're going to hear from those companies when they when they release their earnings about what the what the feeling is with the with their consumers. Are they spending more? How is back to school shopping? These are critical times yeah. that we want to see because as as you know, Toby, with back to school shopping, if it's strong, that usually signals we're going to have a strong Christmas shopping season. And these retailers, they start Christmas, uh, start coming out with Christmas inventory, usually in the month of True. September. So, so what do you think right now? What should we expect from the retail data coming out next week? Well, I did a very informal survey since Target and Walmart are next to each other down the street. So I, okay. I jumped in uh, to your point about Target looking like a mausoleum. Um, <laughs> if I, we get a service that uses satellites and it measures the cars in the parking lots. Okay. And that that service shows that traffic is down nine okay. percent. So if any if any decent numbers came out of these guys, I would be the shock the hell out of me. Uh, the yeah. other side, of course, you know, is that they're still in the business. Of, I went into one of these because I was looking for something for a patio, uh, and you know, my lord, they have more inventory. I thought I was in a freaking furniture store. <laughs> they have, it's, they, so way too much inventory. It's in the summer. Nobody's buying uh, patio furniture except me. Yeah. Food prices, yeah. But they don't make any money on food, you know. Right. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing sort of the, the forward guidance. But if, it, uh, again, we're sort of the, if they just don't uh, spread the caca all over the print here and they're just things are not, are less bad than people think then they're probably okay because we're in that sort of mode now where we're expecting the worst. And if we don't get the worst, then you know maybe they get a bid. But I I would be very shocked if they don't take down their guidance for the fourth quarter. And they'll, they'll update on back to school. That's yeah. all I saw in those stores, by the way, right. where mom, moms with kids, uh, you know, yep. picking up. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I, and I do see that as where you can have people – the kids are going, you know, they, what they do these places, you go in there and you know, they'll give you the, the, uh, the shopping list for your school and for your grade. Typically right. the schools, they, they team up with the local retailers and they supply this information. And then, you know, the moms go in there with their kids and they buy a couple of folders, notebooks, things like that. But the question is, are they feeding into anything else? I don't see any of these moms that are walking out with a big screen TV. So, uh, so yeah, so the inventory, the inventory issues are going to plague both companies 
Walmart and Target. It's just a matter of who's managing it better. I mean, yep. here you have Christmas inventory that's going to be rolling in if it hasn't already. So where do these stores actually put this stuff? I mean, that's why you see all these shipping containers sitting outside in those parking lots. I mean, it, yeah. it's nuts when you when you see it. So I think Brian Cornell over at Target, he's got a lot to answer for because his last earnings report uh, during the uh, during the press conference didn't go that well. And um, he, he announced how surprised he was with how much it costs to ship these goods to these stores. So the question will be, what can we expect? I have a, I really think from a forecasting standpoint, they are trying to compete with Amazon. And so you can but you know place your order online or on the, on your phone, and then somebody from a local store is going to put the stuff together and they ship it out. And that's how they, if you buy something, for example, if you buy something out there in Scottsdale, Toby, and you're sending it to me and you go and do go into Target or Walmart.com, they're actually uh, fulfilling that order here yeah, locally the- in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So keep it because that keeps your shipping costs lower. But th- these stores are so big and there's just so much inventory out there. They're really just ser- serving as inventory warehouses like what Amazon does. Yeah, so Target, we'll, we'll see Target. what happens. Yeah, Target was early on 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 ordering online and picking up, and and uh, you know again, Scottsdale in the last part of summer is, is not the place you're really going to see anything jammed right now. <laughs> yeah, but you know it just goes to the bigger thesis we've been operating along uh, is that hey, guess what? I have bought all the crap I could possibly put. I mean, look at my uh, office here. I have more crap. Um, yes, lots of uh, pictures of yourself. I see. No, they're not of myself. Those are of places we've visited around the world. You, uh, oh, okay. person. So, but and and my and my lions and tigers over here. Yes. Um, so uh, that I shot on safari while I was sh- 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 shaking like this. Uh, but uh, uh, the, we're, what we're now seeing in these numbers is what I've been calling because you know I like to have a term for everything. Uh, this is the the pen. The post-pandemic pull-through syndrome, meaning that everybody loaded up on stuff, on physical products. That's why we had all these supply chains, our whole supply system. We were a 70% service economy, and all of a sudden, we were a 65% product economy, and there weren't enough trains, planes, automobiles, anything, right? Okay, we get it. But you can't extrapolate an S-curve, because that's what it was. It was a rapid transformation in the supply-demand curve. Well, it's flattened out. It's actually going this way. Okay. Why would we would expect that, except for number one, number two, you're going to get into your favorite peloton dude how many pelotons can you have it's it's the same thing like my favorite weber i'm the biggest fan of weber smoke fires uh, of all time it's it's smoke it's grills the whole thing they went public for some reason todd at 15 dollars. this is yeah. the thing you buy once every like eight years right unless you're like me and i've already already gone through one in about a year and a half but that's another story yeah stock's now six dollars what on earth were they thinking what how much right. dope did they smoke with their investment bankers to say that, <laughs> that and and they went public yeah. like at the height of where everybody who didn't have a new grill was saying, all right, I can't stand it anymore. I need a new grill, right? Yeah. So you're going to see a lot of these. We've been seeing it with semiconductors with NVIDIA and AMD because of all the gaming, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. So I think you have to really separate when you're looking at securities and equities, the people who are still working through their post-pandemic pull, you know, demand pull ahead situation and companies who are actually taking advantage of new demand that started because of Russia, because of the CHIPS Act now, and because of the, you know, almost really $500 billion uh, renewal. That's where the S-curve of demand is, baby. So that's where we put our money. I wrote a book on this called Change Wave Investing. I made Change Wave Investing. 
made it better with transformity investing. I, I was just looking at an old book. Um, I, I, you had a very nice endorsement of me like in 2010, Todd. I want to thank you for that. It's a little late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick up a few of those copies for Christmas. So <laughs> I will, yeah. I'll, don't I'll worry. Another they're, one. <laughs> they're on their way. That's right, awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, listen, let's switch. Let's segue into that with Peloton. Peloton announced today that they are going to be laying off 800 of their employees. They're going to, they're actually, I'm shocked. I know, I'm right? Shocked. Right? Right? Oh, yeah. What, what are you going to do? I know they're actually going to be increasing prices on their, their, their um, bike that they called it, which is a bicycle stationary yeah. bike. They're, they're going back up to 2,500 almost 2,500 hours a unit. And then they have this treadmill called the Tread, which sells for almost 3,500 hours. But, and they're also cutting their customer support. Uh, they're actually going to outsource customer support. So they'll no longer keep that in-house. With all that said, Wall Street loved it. Stock was up over 13% today. They're finally saying, good, let's start yeah. thinning things down. You know, using that word, up, of course. But then yeah. you also have SoulCycle comes out today. And then they said they're going to close 25% of stores in Manhattan. So here you have two exercise areas. Is this a trend? Are people just saying, I just don't give a damn anymore? And they just feel like, hey, I just sit on the couch. No, I mean, I, I, I must get via social media, etc. I must get 10 ads a week from a different exercise, you know, store or company or facility that's opened up here in Scottsdale, right? Yeah. There's a lot of competition now, Todd. That's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, okay. And and it's it's concentrated in the, you know, upper middle class and up areas where uh, I'm going to pay 50 bucks to go to the stretch lab because by the time they've stretched me out, I'm about two inches taller than I was before. And, and all those aches and pains, you know, have gone away. Um, yeah. That's a great value. But uh, but th there's just so much competition, number one. And then number two, the price point. How many people, even if you're using a firm and you're paying over six payments, are going to buy that bike for 2,500 bucks? Because it's that's not the cost. The cost is you're going to get the monthly subscription. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you're, you know, you're pricing out a certain segment of the population to begin with. And then people are going back to offices. So it, it's not like you could be on your appellate time, you know, 24 hours a day and still work. Uh, so yeah. that takes people. So, I mean, it's the living example. We shorted it a little bit. We should have shorted it more. They just, they sold everything they could get. They they were back ordered for nine months. They added something like, like 4,000 employees. Yeah. What were they something, thinking? Yeah. Right. I, mean, I know. So, I mean, I guess they assumed that the pandemic was going to go on for the rest of our lives. And no one's ever going to go to work <laughs> and so on and so forth. But, but, um, but you, so you are right. You you are right about the high price point, though. When I when I start seeing that, you know, as Wall Streeters, we're always going to look at the revenue and then potential profits yeah. there. But the question does remain: How many people? I mean, there there is that price elasticity model. How far up does that price have to go before consumers say, "Forget this"? Personally, I'm not paying twenty five hundred dollars for a bike. You can well, buy a beautiful bike at one of the targets for six hundred dollars and go riding your bike around the neighborhood, and you'll well, be better off for it. That's what I do, by the way. I, but my bike is more than six hundred dollars. Let me tell you that. Well, your uh, bike, you're, you got the pro bike. Hello, have you met me? Uh, but, the, <laughs> but the other, the other, uh, you know, side of this is the, you know, the you couldn't go into your workout place <laughs> with COVID, right? Well, now right. you can't. So now people are saying, but first of all, if I was single, I would not. Not be going to bars to meet people i would be going to my workout place almost everybody i know who's who's you know married recently either met their spouse at church or at workout but yeah. hit the bar just doesn't have the appeal that it used to have todd i don't know i don't know why that is but uh, no 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 i have to agree yeah and let, let's wrap this up because i gotta yeah. get to the gym then <laughs> <laughs> 
This is great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for sticking with us. Coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about travel and leisure stocks. There's still plenty of time to take a vacation, but a real interesting survey actually came out today. It's really saying, look, bulls are definitely back in that sector. We're also going to talk about dividend paying stocks. Should we look at bonds? Should we look at some of these great dividend paying stocks? I know Toby's got a few that he uses. Thanks for being with us. Stick with us. We'll see you after the break. Virtually all vessels traveling in the U.S. have to be American-built, owned, and crewed? That's thanks to the Jones Act, which is the bedrock of the American maritime industry. On the American Maritime Podcast, we cover the topics that matter most to the 650,000 men and women of American maritime, while also being accessible for the average listener to learn about this industry. Every episode features a new guest, including congressional leaders, senior military officials, leading policy analysts, and other experts. Come aboard and listen wherever you get your podcasts or watch on the American Maritime Partnership's YouTube channel. Welcome back to BHS Live. I'm Todd Schoenberger, joined by Tobin Smith out in Arizona. And thanks again for being with us, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about dividend-paying stocks. You have a tightening rate environment by the Fed. Uh, Toby talked about it earlier, where we're seeing some, uh, there seems to be a lot of interest where the Fed is only going to hike rates by 50 basis points rather than what we thought was going to be 75 when we started this week. Um, But whatever it's going to be, we already know that the Fed is going to be tightening when they get together again in September, on September 21st. So the question remains, what should investors do right now, Toby? Should they start thinking about bonds? because you're going to have higher rates there? Or should they look at some of these dividend paying stocks that seem to continue to be cash cows for investors? Well, uh, our position sort of is this. Uh, Yes, uh, the Fed funds rate is going to be going higher. And in theory, that means that, for instance, the 10-year treasury bond rates would be going up. When rates go up, prices go down. A little bit today, I mean, but, but this is min malarkey because in the last three weeks, the interest rates have been going down. We were at 3.4% on the 10-year and it came, came down to 2.7. The reason was, was at that time, that was the risk off trade. I'll take that 3.5% yield and if things get better, those rate, the rate's going to go down, the bond's going to go up in value, which it, which it has. And that was a cool trade, but that was only really a trade because now we're sort of at the other side of this is that uh, that if the Fed is going to make this pivot, in other words, raise, raise, and then data will show inflation coming down, which then means that uh, interest rates would be coming down. Um, you know, you can do a lot better. And you can do a lot better, for instance, in uh, energy transportation. So one of our favorites is USA Compressor. Ticker symbol is USAC. It pays $2.05 a year in dividends. Okay. We originally bought it at five dollars so that was pretty good uh, yeah. but, but even today at 17 bucks it's about 11 percent yield they rent these giant compressors i, I know you spent some time in texas uh todd and, oh yeah uh, yeah i know it wasn't in jail so no worries but uh <laughs> but the uh the natural gas does not move by itself okay it only goes up into the atmosphere that's the only thing it does naturally so you have to you know have these compressors that pull it out and transport just to get out of the 
well, and then it has to go in a pipeline, which needs another compressor. Yeah. And then if it goes to LNG, it needs another compressor, right? So USAC, which is 49% owned by Energy Transfer, ticker symbol ET, which we also recommend, are, are paying double digit yields. And it's 100%. It's, they've never missed a payment ever. They've been in business. For instance, even in April 2020, when the world was gone to hell in a handbasket, they paid their dividend. Why? Because all the people who rent their stuff are multi-billion dollar corporations. Yeah. And they pay their rent or their lease payment 30 days in advance. Yeah. They've only had they've only lost one compressor in 12 years. Somebody went bankrupt and the bank then leased them to the uh, the compressor because they needed the gas to, you know, get the money back, right? So right. so it's like the perfect thing. That's number one. Number two is, you know, now that we have uh, these E, uh, ticker symbol is EVV. It's a closed-end fund, meaning that they own financial uh, products. They own some high-yield bonds. They own some negotiable bonds. They own some other type of corporate debt. It's paying about 12.5% wow. uh, on, on an annual basis. And that, that's not like it's you know a junk bond fund. These are highly rated. Uh, uh, it's just that the it sells a little discount because it's an exchange-traded fund. So that's... Yeah. So we, but anyway, I, I love that stuff. And then, and then you know, the other one you just can't beat is... Uh, uh, some of these guys that are paying variable dividends. And variable dividend means, for instance, at Devon Energy, DVN is the ticker symbol. They and many other people, particularly in Texas, the Permian Basin, where, where they just have huge amounts of hydrocarbons and the Marcellus Shell, which, by the way, up in Pennsylvania and uh, you know Virginia and a little bit of uh, Ohio. We have the largest natural gas field in the world, Todd. By, yep. We make Russia look like a freaking pipsqueak. Yeah. The only problem is there's three pipelines that need to be built to get that stuff out. And heretofore... The people have said, yeah, we love the taxes we're getting here, but no. And they would show those commercials, you know, where fire would be burning out of somebody's uh, like kitchen sink. And it's, that would scare, <laughs> that would scare a lot of people, right? That's honestly, yeah. God, that's how they scare the hell out of people. But yeah. but again, uh, if, if you look in these in this space, these guys are paying serious cash flow dividends. But Devon pays sixty three percent of its distributable cat every quarter, so it's about a ten percent uh, yield. And unless you think the price is of oil is going down dramatically they're going to be there they're basically for for a much longer time i mean the only caveat here on oil is if iran actually does settle this nuclear agreement and iranian oil were to come back on the market, then, you know, oil maybe is in the 82, 83 level, but supply demand is still in more imbalanced for not enough to, uh, supply. So, but anyway, those are three, but it's insane to buy a bond fund right now and get yeah. two and a half percent yields when you can get right. much higher yields. If they're in a, a limited partnership, you get some tax advantage from it as well. Uh, right. Because, you know, those, I, I can't do that. I mean, we have probably 22 different income vehicles that we use everything from LNG, yeah. liquefied petroleum, uh, propane, liquefied propane. There's a company called LPG that ships that. They do the same thing. They pay 65%. So this is a real paradigm shift that happened after the energy business, you know, went to hell in a handbasket for you know, eight years. Um, yeah. and, and they burnt through $3 trillion worth of borrowed money uh, because they, it cost them $50 to drill and they were getting 35 You know, after a while, yeah. you're going to go out of business doing that. But new change because of Brexit, because of yeah. LNG and LPG. So so I love all those. Yeah. No, and they, they are, those are spectacular. I mean, especially with those higher dividends. I'm always partial to to the real estate investment trusts. I am a big fan of those. They do seem to continuously pay solid dividends. 
um, but they're nowhere near that high. I mean, national yeah. retail properties is my favorite, but it, the yield is only 5%. I say only 5%, mm -hmm. but when you can seek and find elsewhere, other um, other opportunities like you brought up, it just seems like the right place to go for investors. But either way, the big, the big thing for investors is to make sure that those dividends are consistent, that they are consistently paid. You don't run the risk of that. That's why I would, I'm apprehensive to suggest a, um, and even an ExxonMobil that is looking at a 4% yield. The problem is, is that with Chevron and Conoco, they actually had dividend cuts. So, so it doesn't make any, you still run the risk that that company could do that. And then the same goes with the REITs as well, but there seems to be a little bit more of a stable um, income. Yeah. Well, the, the, one, the ones I like, W.R. Carey happens to be headquartered out here at Store, yeah. STR. They have triple net leases, meaning that they own the building, but the occupant pays everything. And they have inflation clauses in their uh, contract. So yeah. on, on W.T. Carey, I get, that yield doesn't get me excited, but if it's not going anywhere and it's super safe and yeah. inflation gets priced in, their yield should be going up. You know, we used to be overstored everywhere in the United States, but thanks to the pandemic, I don't think we're that much overstored anymore. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, great. You know, so. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's let's switch topics here because uh, we have a little bit of time left in this block. Okay. Let's talk about travel and leisure because travel and leisure actually got a um, a very important uh, piece of information out um, the this company that actually does travel insurance. And one thing that yeah. they recognized is that baby boomers, we had baby boomer travelers that dropped 90% during the pandemic. Yeah, there you go. You're pointing at yourself. And mm -hmm. like, these baby boomers evidently are all back. They're all back traveling and is this i know the markets were up big today but wow did, i mean some of these companies hyatt marriott southwest airlines just soared i mean just beat the overall broader averages today and i can only suspect that's going to continue obviously uh, as we close out summer so now with travel companies are getting ready to report their quarterly earnings in a week and a half what do you think toby i mean is that a great place to be if you're an investor yeah i, I mean i you know i call it the return to my life trade and okay. uh, you know i talked about mgm a couple weeks or last week that vegas is at its maximum it's never never had higher liquor sales, never had higher gambling, never had higher rates. Uh, so I'm still going with MGM. One I really like, though, is is, is Lind Expeditions. The ticker symbol is L-I-N-D. Okay. These are the guys that run the National Geographic small ships that go to South Africa, they go to South America, they go yeah. to the Tropicos. And then on, on the larger rivers in Europe, they do a Rhine River. Uh, they, they do Alaska. Anyway, it's high end. It's small ship. They're completely sold out for the next nine months. Trust me on this, <laughs> because we were trying to book something. The, the the cabins are about ten grand wow. for the week, and and you live like a king. So wow, uh, it's 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 just hard to beat. Uh, but incredible. they have reported well, and and they just got hammered. I mean, they used to be a seventy five dollars stock, now fifteen dollars. Um, yeah, but I we're, we're going to own that for the, this next cycle because uh, they, they they have eight of their ships that have been dry docked. They you know they, they, they didn't have tickets for it, so now they're going to be back in beast mode again. Yeah, wow, that is incredible. Yeah, I'm. I'm partial to Southwest Airlines. I don't think you go wrong with Southwest. So some of these, uh, you know, Hyatt's always been a big one. I've been a big fan of, and mainly their places are great, but their Hyatt place, that Hyatt place franchise of theirs is the real winner, actually, if you start looking yeah. at all of their uh, all of their inventory. But yeah. enough of all of that. We just said, you know, it's always good to get away. That's for sure. So coming up yeah. after the break, that's right. Let's, uh, we're going to come up with our predictions, our buy, hold, sell. We hope to stick with you. See you in a bit. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called 
Can I offer you some feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Welcome back to BHS Live. This is the best part of the show, predictions. What's going to be your buy, hold, sell today, Toby? Uh, On the theme of LNG, there's this thing called floating storage, regasification storage thing. God, that sounds boring. Yeah. (laughs) But Accelerate Energy, the ticker symbol EE, absolutely dominates the space. They're out of Texas. They're run by a multi-billionaire who started on this project years ago. All of a sudden now, Europe, is. there's very few places that can actually take the LNG. But if you park a FSRU and the, the then the chip goes in and takes the uh, LNG and puts it in there, and then they regasify it, goes into pipelines, you got a home run. So there you go. Uh, we think it's worth about $35 a share. It's 24 bucks and change now. And we've owned it since it was like uh, 21. Okay. Solid. Yeah. So uh, the one you want to hold is I talked about uh, this ECA Marcellus Gas Trust a couple weeks ago, ticker symbol ECTM. It's the strangest damn thing. They get royalties out of the Marcellus shale in shockingly in Pennsylvania. And it's always backwards, like 90 days in arrears, right? Uh, the dividend keeps going like this. The dividend now, and, and, and then, you know, when everything went like crazy for natural gas and everything, this thing went up 150% in about, you know, three weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, if you own an energy trust that goes up 150% in three weeks, you should sell that. And we did. Uh, and it came back down to about, you know, buck 25. We reloaded again. Uh, now it's in $2 and change. Its yield is going up. It's already paying about an 18% yield on natural gas. All that, all it is, is a, a trust. The royalty goes in, they pay out. There's no overhead. There's no risk. The only risk is prices and uh, natural gas is not going anywhere. So that's one. The one that I would sell here is Home Depot because oh. again, they're on that side where everybody who bought all the stuff they needed because they never worked on their lawn or their backyard or whatever. They're they're just they maxed out. I, I don't see much upside at all to them, and I could see them doing a little of a target apology, saying yeah. Because I'm telling you, that's another one I check out. Okay, the, uh, all right. Lowe's Lowe's at least has a whole bunch of really good stuff. Home Depot, man, uh, they got a bunch of furniture and everything else, just like Target sitting there. Nobody's buying. So. Well, you know what the thing is, Home Depot actually they they cater to that the guy who's in construction, you know, yeah. the one that's going to go there pick up a bunch of two by fours and that's what they're looking you know that's that's the thing Lowe's if you go into a Lowe's the shelves are lower they're really targeting women they're going out yeah. if you go into a Lowe's get your washer and dryer straight ahead all the you yeah. know the lights everything's lower so that they can reach everything it's genius actually because and plus they're cleaner you don't have sawdust all over the you know like you do at Home Depot it, so it, that it is true I just went in a Lowe's and I was looking for something and right the Lowe's I could reach for it you know I can yeah. see that I'm gonna go I need those filters 
shelters up there in 18 feet. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. and they've always been that way. I don't understand it, but whatever. All right, so my buy, hold, sell today. Okay, my buy has got to be Disney. I got to tell you, the story out of Disney is the best. They they were, they were leading all stocks on the Dow 30 yeah. today, and their earnings were great. They, are, they clearly have taken the top spot in the streaming wars. Netflix is going to be second right now. But more importantly, they came out just today and talked about how they're going to start hiking prices at all their theme parks. That's going to bring in a monster amount of money. And the only reason why they're hiking the prices isn't because of inflation. It's because of oh. demand. They're yeah. saying everybody is going there. And I got to tell you, that's, that says to me, it says profits and it means higher stock prices. It's definitely going to be one you want to buy. And they raised the streaming monthly three bucks that, a month. And you know, they did that 100, too. 128 million. I'm with you. Yeah. They still should have a HELOC loan for the average family to go, to go visit <laughs> freaking Disney World for four days at, at a, you know, a thousand dollars a day. Or fifteen hundred dollars a day. I mean, boy. you know what? It's really funny. I wonder what their margins are on food because they used to have the meal plan there when you would book a, a trip there. They, yeah. they no longer have it, and the costs are out of control. I mean, just for a cup of coffee, I think it's four bucks. I mean, it's nuts. So their margins are just you know to to the they moon. Don't, and they don't that. even serve booze in the damn place except for like <laughs> like one hidden place. I mean, it's great. <laughs> right? You got to sneak well, it just, in, I guess. That's just yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, now my hold, my hold today is going to be Chipotle. They just settled a $20 million lawsuit in New York City uh, over unfair labor practices, and they got that out of the way. That actually was hanging over the company like a black cloud. That's gone, clear sailing away for the company. Stock was up 2% today. Uh, definitely one of those companies, they, they continue to see growth. They're expecting a lot of growth in all their stores, and, and they already yeah. have gone through exponential growth. Definitely, I uh, would say that's a company you want to stick with. And, with um with if you already hold on to it and not to mention the fact they do such a great job with their employees and and they don't see the turnover that i think a lot of the smaller yeah. um or other shops uh, are seeing right now and that consistency obviously it's, bodes well it's, for on the consumer it's side. a great value proposition and it's fresh and there's yeah. only like three things on the menu stevie yeah. wonder could be the chef there and it would work you know? uh, and they can have young kids do it because it's put thing in would you like right the, would you like the five dollar guac Sure, why not? Yeah, why not, right? You never know. You never know. A big All right, and- to 11 bucks <laughs> for a burrito. Yeah, for a burrito, right? And my cell today has got to be Peloton. I do not understand wow, why anybody. Well, incredibly I know, and I'm going out on a limb. Time. Going out on a limb here. But oh, I cannot my. see anybody paying $2,500 for one of these exercise bikes. I think it's a waste of money, especially when you can do so many other things on your own. And the treadmill at $3,500 just because you have the Peloton name on it doesn't make it any special. And it doesn't obviously motivate you either. So I definitely would stay away from <laughs> well, it. That first would be off, my 9.5 million people have bought a Peloton or a Trivis. So I don't know where you are, pal, but maybe you're just too cheap. Secondarily, the revenue model is, is the subscription. And yeah. the subscription is why, you know, you got the big TV on your thing. And I mean, that, that's going to continue to go on. I'm just saying is that people are, you know, they want to go back to a gym. Yeah. If they're single and meet people and not be, you know, sitting in your yeah. living room, so that's but 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 in 9.5 million people buying a Peloton, do you need if you're gonna, those people are going to be the subscribers. You can't, yes. you're not going to subscribe to a Peloton unless you have the Peloton equipment. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So if you're, so there, therefore, you can only suspect that if you're increasing your prices for these units and you're going to have to put one of these machines in your home, then you subscribe. If you're not paying for it, you're not subscribing. I mean, it's 
100 percent of zero zero i just can't i just don't see the growth of that company going any further it doesn't I, make I, a lot of sense i think it's another pandemic demand pull forward the victim um the stock and, was and up 13 13 percent today i just sell into that strength get out of it yeah, no, but remember anytime you know this but anytime a stock goes up more than 10 percent on basically any news unless they're being bought look at the short look how many people are short the stock yeah. peloton is one of the heaviest shorted stocks if yeah. you bet against the stock and, and it goes down you have to buy it back uh, yeah. uh, to make a profit so when you when, they, when anybody sit there and saw an eight or nine percent run they said oh, we're closing our short meaning that we're going to take our profits but but we borrowed the shares that's what going short is so now we have to buy shares to replace them but th yeah that should have been an opportunity to get out i'm with you Ted. yeah no doubt no doubt about that all right so coming up next week quickly we have uh, retail sales numbers that are coming out for the month of july i know it's backwards looking but that should give us a little bit of an idea of what we should expect i would think from some of the companies that are reporting earnings and then also you have uh housing data that's coming out that's going to be critical we'll talk about real estate as well obviously so i but want that's, i want those people that? to take the inflation rate out of their sales and show what their real sales are right because if you have more sales but you're your higher costs come on now yeah that that's a great question that, for the brian cornell's out there at target that's a great question they could talk about during their earnings call so um, i like that adjusted revenues that's what i would like to see we do that anyway if, if, if the earnings went up that's one thing if you're not making any more money and you're selling at a higher price that means you're losing incremental sales uh you know yeah if they through great but if most of them are not passing it through that's the i mean they're passing it through but not enough to make up the difference that's what i'm trying to say you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna have to join in on that call i'm gonna ask that question i'll let, yeah. let everybody know what nobody said so we'll get into that so listen right. ladies and gentlemen thanks again for joining us today for bhs live on behalf of tobin smith i'm todd schoenberger have a wonderful and safe weekend and we'll talk to you next week take care bye hold still bye hold still <laughs>